Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
I got robbed by a sweet old lady on a motorized cart. I didn't even see it coming. Hey, can I get some bass? Broadcasting live from underneath your parents' bed. It's the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, featuring your host, Joe. Hey, in the fridge, is that anybody's taco? Hello? Does anyone mind if I have it? I'll take your silence as yes. Thanks. Well, how old is this thing? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, episode 135. I am your host, Joel, and if you're new to the show, this is probably the wrong episode to start on because I'm going to kind of throw some conventions out the window and um, do things a little differently this week since I have been under the weather and last week I wasn't able to get a show out because I just, things just happened. It was a very busy weekend, so I am going to uh, put something short together this week just to get it out there, get something in the feed, something for you to check out, but uh, if you are not familiar with my show or anything that I do, um, just listen to one of the other shows. It'll give you all the details, but you can check out this show or any of my other shows. Um, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe for sure. The rest are available through other websites like Blueberry and uh, um, yeah, some other places. Uh, the other shows I do are 40 Going on 14, The Coffin Joe Cast, obviously Oblivious, and I am a writer on the staff for The Creeper Cast. And so just look up all those pages on Facebook or just do a Google search for each and every one of them and you'll find all the listings and links as to where to find those shows. Um, you can find me on Facebook, which is a good way to kind of track down all my other ongoing stuff. Uh, just look up Joel Happy Pants Hour. That's K-P-A-N-T-S. Uh, send an email to joelhappypants at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at joelhappypants. And um, uh, all the music tonight is not provided to us by musicalley.com, although that is my preferred weapon of choice. Uh, that is a PodSafe Music Network. You can find them at musicalley.com, like I said. So if you're a podcaster and you need music, go check it out there. Uh, this show is available first through a momentary lapse with joel.blogspot.com, which is my online movie review blog, which uh, had a short resurgence and is providing content for the Creepercast as well as some new reviews that I've written. Um, so keep an eye on both of those for things to be happening soon. And um, other than that, uh, the only other thing I really want to mention before we really get into the actual show is uh, this week I'm splitting the music up between the Smith Street Band, which I uh, have been featuring a lot lately because I just kind of fell in love, and uh, the Juliana Hatfield 3, which uh, this is off of the new album, Whatever My Love, which is the 21-year follow-up to Become What You Are. And since uh, yesterday they were here in Chicago playing live at Lincoln Hall uh, slash Shubas, I thought it was appropriate to uh, play them this week. So uh, since she's... My daughter's namesake, I figured it made sense at some point to do another feature on her. I did a whole show about her uh, about a year ago, but uh, this is kind of a follow-up and just a way to say thank you. So uh, if you're not familiar with her music, this may give you a chance to kind of delve in a little bit to some various things. But um, anyway, the first song we heard tonight was I'm Shy, and uh, that was by, of course, the Julian Hatfield 3. Next up, we've got Surrender by the Smith Street Band. Just a warning, uh, some bad language in this episode, so I apologize in advance if your ears are easily offended. If not, uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into the next song. So here we go. I'm 
the rum and disturb water and whatever was on the radio We should be climbing chain link fences with backpacks Nowhere to go! Surrender by this mystery band, and I'm telling you, I just I that particular album throw me in the water. I just I can't get enough of it. Uh, the only reason it um, left my playlist because I had been listening to it straight for about three weeks uh, when the new Julianne Hatfield album came out, and when uh, she was coming to town, I kind of delved myself deep into her catalog of music. So she kind of replaced uh this mystery band in my rotation there for a while i'm sure they'll ease their way back in at some point i still need to get their first couple of albums uh, i've only got the last one and uh, little bits and pieces of things here and there so at some point i'll have to pick up the earlier stuff but in the meantime uh the first thing i thought i'd talk about tonight was something that uh kind of ran into a, a few weeks ago and i think i may have talked about it at some point but it's just kind of one of those things that is fun to revisit every once in a while kind of ties in nicely with uh, 40 going on 14 um but the the thought i had or the topic was about legos i mean if you are a kid and you've grown up anytime in the past 100 years you've had legos um and so you know it just one of those things that seems to never go away and thank god for that because they're awesome um but uh you know when you're growing up and you had them uh, they were kind of few and far between. There weren't a lot of the building sets like there are now with all the theme stuff, which uh, is a is a constant these days. Everything seems to have a Lego set attached to it, um, and and it's knockoff for Creo or whoever else is making stuff. But um, back in the day, it was you know medieval knights or spaceship astronaut type guys and um, city stuff, and that was about it. The rest of it you kind of had to make up on your own, and you'd have these multicolored towers built out of various bricks that you found lying around the house ones that your mom stepped on and got really upset at you about um and things would get broken or lost or faces would get rubbed off or uh insignias would get 
missing or stickers would fall off or whatever the case may be. And it was a whole nother world. But nowadays it's like every single thing that was ever in Star Wars, even as a passing thing, even Will Row Hood, Will Row Hood at some point, I'm sure will pop up as a Lego, but, um, you know, it has a Lego set, every Avengers series, every, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Ghostbusters. Now they're going back and taking votes as to what retro characters they want to throw out. Um, they're letting people, Lego master builders design, um, things to turn into Lego sets like Doctor Who now is a Lego, uh, going to be turned into Legos officially, not the character builder stuff, the actual Legos, because, uh, somebody designed it and won a contest sort of thing. Um, and it's pretty crazy. It's it's a whole industry that just is built brick by brick, all, all puns intended. And I think it's it's great. And as an adult, it's something where you can take it and you can play with your kids and have a good time. And and um, everybody kind of gets something out of it. Plus, it's you know nostalgic for us being grown ups, and it's fun for the kids because it's something new. Um, but you can do it together, or you just as an adult, you can buy sets and build them and put them on your desk. And not that anybody like that would do that uh, over here, um, but it's it's something that we can all relate to. And I think kind of the overly abundant outpouring of love for the Lego movie kind of proved that. I mean, and granted, the movie itself was phenomenal, one of the best kids movies I've seen in a long time. But um, the way it was done, the the writing, the directing, the animation everything about it was spot on and it was uh, well worth the wait let alone all the animated things that they do the uh, the lego star wars tv show thing that they've done and all the other ones they've done all the video games that are out there the pirates of the caribbean games the harry potter games you know anything with that lego attaches its name to generally speaking is is not crap um the lego friends series that they did kind of geared more towards girls is a little bit kind of hasn't quite found its niche yet, I don't think, but they're working on it. And I think eventually it'll, it'll hit a mark. But when you change the design of, of what's your, your base product, then I think people kind of take a little while to get used to it. Um, but there's just something to be said about it. And even though it's kind of expensive and um, there's a lot of collectability to it that uh, makes people kind of maybe shy away from it a little bit and that and just again the, the price point itself is difficult but when you take into account what you're getting for that you're not just getting the set if you've ever tried to reach out to the lego corporation for assistance if you've lost a piece or a figure or whatever the case may be and you write to them and, and tell them what's going on they'll send it to you i mean it's it's like no questions asked oh i'm sorry here's the piece you need or here's the the tool that'll help you wedge the legos apart or uh here's the minifigure that you lost i mean it's it's amazing what kind of customer service they have and this company that's been around literally for I don't know if it's been a hundred years but but a long time um since the 40s has proven itself again and again to be a force to be reckoned with and um I saw a thing on CNN about the the Lego corporation and it's pretty amazing how this fairly small company turns into this giant <laughs> just behemoth of a of a machine that just keeps going and going and there's you know there's clothing lines there's food there's drinks there's i don't know if there's drinks but there's everything under the sun is has a lego brand to it or could have a lego brand to it and it's limitless because anything you can dream up anything you can build can be created into lego form and there's a whole there's a whole skill set and uh, i don't know there's people out there that amaze me with what they can create 
uh, using a little imagination and some plastic bricks that'll make your feet feel like they just got stabbed by 400 midgets with knives. So, I don't know. Anyway, there's something I wanted to talk about because I'm a fan. I love building with Legos. If they weren't so expensive, I'd probably do it a lot more. Plus, I mean, once you build it, I mean, unless you tear it apart and turn it into something else, it kind of, you got to go back and tear it apart anyway and rebuild it according to the instructions. So it's kind of like, you know, one and done thing. But um, at some point, I'll be getting more because they're fun. So let's go ahead and jump into the next song. It's called Now That I Have Found You by the Julian Hatfield 3. And we'll be back in just a few. Someone who loves me is crowding my vision. I couldn't know it, but I didn't need him. My destiny's got horrible timing. I know it's stupid, but I can't. Oh 
All right, and we are back. That was Now That I Have Found You by the Juliana Hatfield 3. And the next thing I wanted to talk about was something that, uh, again, kind of like uh, the Lego movie, was a long time coming, a 20-year hiatus. Um, back in 1994, a movie came out, and uh, to be honest with you, the first time I saw it, I didn't get it. I didn't. I was like, huh, okay. And it wasn't until I sat down with my two friends, uh, Matt and Josh, or sorry, Matt and Pat, <laughs> that I... Um, I kind of understood. And when you saw these two guys that unabashedly loved this movie and quoted it and laughed out loud at it the whole way through, and uh, it was like, I don't know, it was it was something special to them, seeing it through their eyes and enjoying it that way and, uh, you know, getting what they were getting out of it, it took on a whole nother meaning. And you have to forgive me, I was trying to pick something up as I was talking. Um, and that movie was Dumb and Dumber. Once I saw it with them, I got it, and it, it quickly rose to be my favorite comedy movie um, that was out there. And uh, since then, I think the only other movie that's really tied it for that top spot is Anchorman, which uh, consistently, no matter what, when, where, and why, can make me laugh just as much, if not more, than Dumb and Dumber. But Dumb and Dumber holds a, a special place because of, of why I fell in love with it to begin with. So when I heard that they were making a sequel with the original people because uh, Dumb and Dumberer with Eric Christian Olsen and the other guy that I forgot his name all of a sudden was okay. Um, it, it had the it, it had the heart in the right place I think to some extent. I mean I think it was a bit of a cash grab but I think it uh, it, it generally did what it was set out to do but it was never going to be the spiritual successor to the original. Finally what I was able to do once I was able to pick up a copy of uh, the new one was I decided I was going to watch the Dumb and Dumberer since it's a prequel, then Dumb and Dumber, and then the, the new one all in order. So over the course of the week, I set out to do just that, and I did just that. And um, I don't know, it worked out well. But anyway, you know, after 20 years, it's like the Star Wars, you know, when Star Wars Episode One came out. I mean, you've had such a love affair and such a long-standing relationship with the original that no matter what you put out, if it was... I, I don't know, the second coming, it would never outdo the original because you have emotional attachment to it. You have all these things that are tied to it that you aren't going to have with the new one until you've sat down and watched it enough times that you can kind of get into that same zone, that same headspace. So it wasn't a surprise that uh, a lot of people kind of dissed on it, and they did the same thing with the Star Wars movies when they came out, the first three. So when it started, I... Uh, I was apprehensive. I had low expectations because of what other people had said, but I kept my mind open and it was nice to see them back again. And obviously they'd aged and seeing it on Blu-ray with high definition, you could really tell, you know, that the time had, had, you know, sped up and here they were 20 years later, um, still doing the same shtick, but, um, I enjoyed it for what it was. I don't, won't say that it was as good and I don't know that it'll ever quite live up even after repeated viewings, which I know at some point I'm going to watch it again and, and probably several times over until um, until they do another one, which is very possible. But um, it just feels like, in a way, after all that time, that they would have spent more time to get it just right. And it felt like sometimes that it was just a little rushed. And I kind of understood what they were trying to do with it. But at the same time, um, it, it just didn't hold up as well as I had hoped. Um, I think everybody involved was there to do the best they could with the material they had, but the material they had was just kind of mediocre. It wasn't uh, 
uh, above and beyond what anything else was or could have been. Um, so all in all, I think it's worth your time if, if you're a fan of the original uh, movies and it's something that you should probably check out. I mean, I'd probably give it a three out of five stars. Um, there's some, some funny moments in it. There's some moments in it that I'm kind of like, eh. And there's some moments in it I'm like, what is that? Why did that happen? Um, even the gag reel, which usually the gag reel is where you can always find laughs. And usually it's at someone else's expense. Um, and there was a couple of the deleted scenes that I actually laughed harder at than what was in the actual movie. So I would recommend if you if you rent it or buy it that you check out the deleted scenes. The gag reel, though, su surprised me. I was expecting to laugh more of that, and I just kind of was like, meh. <laughs> Didn't really get to me. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think it's probably got a lot of un undeserving hate because of the fact that it was never going to live up to the original. But at the same time, I think a lot of it was correct in the fact that um, it just didn't seem like they had uh, put as much effort into it as, as they could have. Uh, it could have been so much more than it was. And, you know, I said that there probably would be another one, but <sighs> you just never know. I mean, the guys may have kind of gotten over that, uh, that bug because they didn't want to do it originally. So, I mean, after the, the way this went down, who knows, maybe they will say, well, we don't want to do it again. And that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, but anyway, Dumb and Dumber 2, check it out if you like the first one or if you if you like the second one. It's worth your time. So let's go ahead and jump into the next song. It's called I Don't Want to Die Anymore. It's by the Smith Street Band, and we'll be back in just a few. <laughs> Stop this. 
I Don't Want to Die Anymore by the Smith Street Band, and we are blowing through this like craziness, so <laughs> if you're used to the hour-long or hour-plus episodes of the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, they're not gone. They're not going anywhere. It has just been a weird couple of weeks. Um, as I forgot to mention, actually, um, earlier on, I, I, I don't think... Hmm. I don't think I've recorded a show since it's happened, but um, uh, after the whole thing with Holly and having to give her back to the rescue to get a new home. Um, I've actually since adopted a new, uh, I should say puppy, because she's not really a full-grown dog yet. She's 15 months, but uh, got a new Basset Hound, and she has taken over everything. Uh, her name is Lucy. Uh, it used to be Carmen, but it just didn't fit her. So she's uh, officially Lucy now, and... She is pretty adorable. She's a handful. She likes to get into trouble. She likes to chew. She likes to uh, nip and bark and run around like a crazy dog. But I think she's in school now, so I think she's going to get over that. I think she's going to get better over time. But um, if you want to see a stupid amount of pictures, just go to my Facebook page and uh, scroll through. You'll see a bunch because um, I seem to uh, take a lot of pictures. So um, the thing I really wanted to talk about here was... Uh, I was supposed to go see the Julian Hatfield 3 last night, and uh, the show was at 9 o'clock at Lincoln Hall slash Shuba's in downtown Chicago. There was only one inst- one other instance where I was supposed to have gone to a show uh, that I wasn't able to go, and that was uh, when the Foo Fighters were touring through Chicago on the Color and the Shape tour, and I got all the way downtown and hadn't been feeling real great that day anyway, but I was determined to go. Got all the way downtown, uh, started to set foot out of the car, and I threw up, and I realized that I just, I couldn't do it. So, uh, went home, didn't see him, and have regretted it ever since because I've never had a chance to see them again. Um, but Julianne, I feel I've seen many times and uh, probably about half the times I've seen him on my own, on her, seen her on my own. So it's not unusual for me to go by myself, but um, it's been 12 years approximately since I've seen her. And it just, I was very excited because here's the original band lineup that I fell in love with her initially um, back when Become What You Are came out like a lot of people did and I've stuck with her ever since and went and got all her back catalog and and, and obviously I'm a huge fan since uh, my daughter shares the same name and I just I was excited because she doesn't get out much she uh, doesn't leave Cambridge a lot she's not necessarily phobic of, of leaving she just kind of uh, likes to be in one spot and is kind of a curmudgeonly or likes to be homebound as it were. So it was, it's, it's rare and I didn't want to miss that opportunity. So I got a ticket. I was ready to go, had everything lined up. And then on, um, late Thursday through all day Friday, I was just miserable. Um, I, I don't know exactly what it was. Something between my stomach and my head were not communicating very well. Uh, the chills, I fairly certainly had a fever at some point. I was, uh, I didn't sleep that entire Thursday to Friday. Uh, I stayed home from work that day. I just, I felt nauseous. It was just a, it was not a good feeling. And, and it, I don't think it was anything like the flu or a cold or anything. There was no runny nose. There was none of that. It just, um, and I still, I don't feel a hundred percent, which is part of the reason why, um, I'm doing a shorter show too, is just that I'm 
not quite back up to speed yet and I can't take any more time off work so I need to be back at work tomorrow so I need to rest up and get my strength back but at the same time it was uh, it was um, not an easy decision to make and ultimately I waited till virtually the last minute before I officially decided I was just I, I, I couldn't do it so I um, just let it go and I missed out on the t-shirts that I wanted to get. I missed out on seeing the band and the person that I haven't seen in forever. And I, I just, it makes me incredibly sad that I couldn't go. But at the same time, uh, something else happened last night that I think proved to be a sign that maybe I got sick for a reason. And I don't know whether you believe in that sort of thing or not. I, I kind of believe everything happens for a reason and karma and all that. I kind of have some loose believings and those sorts of things, but um, at about 10 30, 11 o'clock, maybe a little bit around there, um, got a message from a mutual friend that, uh, another friend had, uh, threatened to commit suicide and immediately that spun out into, uh, all of us, uh, getting together with a bunch of other friends and doing what we could to make sure that nothing came of it. Um, which required a lot of, you know, talking and calling and texting and eventually getting the local police department involved in uh, that person's area to go and do a wellness check, make sure everybody was okay. And obviously I'm not going to release any sort of names or anything like that. I mean, I'm not out to uh, call anybody out, but um, it, it was uh, something that kind of had been alluded to the week before, but had been just a kind of a passing comment. And this turned into a a full-blown threat, which, you know, you can never take those things too lightly because I think everybody, a lot of people that I know have been touched by suicide, either somebody that's actually committed it, somebody that's attempted, or that has tried to attempt themselves. Um, so I think we've all had some sort of experience with it. And so because of that, all the people that I was uh, in contact with that were friends and friends of friends and family members and everything that were involved uh, all took it very seriously because they've all been affected in, in one way or another. And so even though I didn't get to see one of my favorite musicians and even though I didn't get to go into Chicago, which I love downtown Chicago, um, and even though, you know, I felt like crap the past couple days, and even though I um, took off work when I really hadn't planned to, <laughs> And all those things, when you add them all up and you put them in a big calculator and you do the math, I mean, ultimately, what was more important to me? You know, making sure uh, a friend was safe and sound and um, is here to live another day or that I got to, you know, go see a show, buy a couple t-shirts and uh, come home excruciatingly tired the next day. So I think all in all, uh, the, the right decision was made, even though it, it hurts and it still feels kind of raw. But um, ultimately, I think some things are more important in this life. And that's one of the things that definitely takes priority over everything else. So, you know, don't ever uh, discount the, the things that uh, happen because uh, everything happens for a reason. Believe it or not. And maybe you don't believe it, but I kind of think that's the case. So that makes it a little easier to deal with what happened but uh, she'll be back around at some point probably when she does another album with the group when she does one on her own she doesn't tend to generally tour for it outside of Cambridge Massachusetts that area um, but 
we shall see. Time will tell. And uh, if the fates be willing, I'll get to see her again sometime. But anyway, on that note, let's jump into another song of hers. It's called If I Could. It's by the Juliana Hatfield 3. We'll be back in just a few to close out the show. Take my peace of mind 
was If I Could by the Julianne Hatfield 3, and this has been episode 135 of the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. No, it's not a full-length episode, but uh, it's as good as you're going to get at this point, so hopefully it was okay. I know I was struggling with it a little bit here and there because I'm just uh, uh, not quite up to speed yet, and so do the best you can, you know. Um, but if you'd like to check out uh, any older shows where I'm a little bit more on point, you can find those uh, along with uh, my other shows that I do, 40 Going on 14, uh, The Coffin Joe Cast, and obviously Oblivious. You can find all those on iTunes, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. Uh, many of them are also available through uh, Blueberry and other fine podcasting directories. Uh, all of us have Facebook pages. Most of us have uh, online web domains. And if you'd like to find out any of those, just come to my Facebook page. Just look up Joel Happy Pants Hour. That's K-P-A-N-T-S. And you can find out information about my other shows. Uh, you can also shoot me an email at joelhappypants at gmail.com or Twitter at joelhappypants. Um, also, check out my uh, horror movie reviews on thecreepercast.com. I uh, just released an independent film review of a movie called The Lashman. I talked about that last week, but that is available. And every Saturday, there's a new uh, movie review release, so go check those out. All the music tonight was provided to us by the artist directly, unbeknownst to them. But uh, usually I get all my music from musicalley.com, that is a Podsafe Music Network, and the best friend of a podcaster. If you have a show and need music, that is the way to go. Um... Uh, other than that, I'll skip the rest of the stuff tonight. Uh, the last song after the outro is called Surrey Dive. It's by the Mystery Band, and it's probably my current favorite song of theirs off of uh, Throw Me in the Water, so hopefully you dig it. It's a good way to go out uh, this week. But uh, if you have any show thoughts, concepts, ideas, things you want me to talk about, things you want me to ignore, uh, songs you want to hear, bands you want me to play, uh, shoot me an email, voicemail, text, let me know, um, and I would be happy to get them out into the open. It's as much my show as it is yours. Um, so that being said, um, I guess I'll just leave you with the thought that uh, everything happens for a reason. And don't take things for granted, because you never know when somebody's going to call on you and need somebody to be there to help out with the situation that maybe they can't deal with on their own. So love you guys. See you next week, kids. It's the soup of the day. Mm, that sounds good. I'll have that.
without foundation It's built on bullshits and whatever Without his personal side It's never really right The debating and the coughing up in chapters It's beating every argument I've had tonight Punch me in your face So that at least you'll think you're right Maybe you will leave this place Lose the war and win the fight And I'm running scared I'm running scared I'm running scared I'm running scared From the house that I helped build I'm running scared Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.